Welcome to Amplifying Leadership, a podcast dedicated to leadership and all that goes with it, with guest stories, wins, tips, challenges, and more. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a division. For our leadership clients, we love to support you through this podcast, tools, coaching, community, and more. To learn more about our Amplifying Leadership division and our leadership community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Scott D'Amico, a leader of global communications skills training company and podcast host. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tara. Glad to be here. So why don't we start, and I always like to start with this, is to learn a little bit about you and your leadership journey. Thank you. Glad to share that it's been quite a journey. Has been, yeah. Yes. I'm currently the president of a global communication skills training company called Communispond. But prior to that, I started my career in the classroom as a teacher. And if I think of my leadership journey, it honestly probably began even before that. Just when I was younger, especially a lot with playing sports, you know, really focusing in on how do I help people? It's just something in me that I really do like to solve problems and to help people and to try to get the best out of them. That's likely mm-hmm. what brought me into my first career as a teacher. I really just enjoyed working with the students. I focused in on high school social studies, but just really working with the students to help them achieve their potential. After about five or so years of doing that, I made a a big transition and moved into a sales career, still in the education realm, moving into corporate training. But I thought, you know, how can we help get adults excited and passionate about education and development, and Mm -hmm. then really start to see that trickle down through the families and into the schools and in the communities. When I was in sales early on in my sales career as an individual contributor, I did enjoy it. But I found myself gravitating towards opportunities once again to coach some of my peers, to mentor people from other parts of the company or other parts of the country that were in the same role as me. And I knew very early on, I wanted to get into a people leadership position because that was ultimately my passion. And Mm -hmm. for the past, gosh, 15 years now, I've been in people leadership positions in some form or another, whether it was directly leading sales teams uh, sales organizations, or even now uh, my current company is providing overall strategic leadership for, for the organization. You know, for me, it really comes down to as a leader, it's no longer about me. It's about my people. And what can I do for them as individuals to understand them, what drives them, what motivates them, and ultimately how can I help them get to where they want to go? Love it. Love it. And you're not the first person, by the way, to tell me sports was one of the places that you started to then going into different roles at corporate to perhaps having your own business. So I'm very happy that you mentioned too about people, especially leaders looking at developing themselves with education and training, because it is very key. And it's very important that they do that as well as asking their team to do that. So love that you brought that up. When you think about maybe your business or your own personal leadership journey, what do you feel is the biggest obstacle that you've had come across? I think one of the biggest obstacles when it comes to leadership, I would say two things. 
Mm-hmm. First is getting people to check their ego at the door. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned a little bit ago, when you become a people leader, it's no longer about you. It's about those folks that are on your team. So you really need to, to understand that and figure out what can I do to help them? So I think first you have to check the ego. The second part ultimately comes down to communication. A big, mm-hmm. big part, if not probably the most important part of effective Agreed. leadership is communication. You could have all the greatest ideas and strategies and tactics in the world. You can work for a nice organization, have fantastic products and solutions. But if you cannot effectively communicate with your team, whether it's simple day-to-day operations, but more importantly, communicating that vision or communicating expectations, you're going to fall flat. And I've seen that Mm -hmm. time and time again throughout my career either colleagues that I was working with or sometimes unfortunately leaders that I had to work with or work for, the communication skills just weren't there. And a lot of what I do with the current company is our team and our facilitators are working with organizations and their leaders really around those key communication skills. That is a topic that speaks to my heart. It's one I'm always asking and talking to others about is communication. So why don't we why don't we go into communication a little bit? Let's what's your favorite communication topic, shall we ask? You know, mine, for example, is active listening, but some people mm-hmm. like to talk about the different ways of communicating. Do you have a favorite part? I would say hard to to drill down a favorite part, but one of the things that is just really intriguing to me, I think two things. One is business communications and writing. Another Mm -hmm. part really is around storytelling. When you're a leader, a lot of times you have to convey complex information and try Mm -hmm. to get people to understand it, to buy into it, and ultimately to be excited about it and move to action. And that's where stories can come into play. So I'd say the written communication is really interesting because quite honestly, it's just terrible in the business world. There's so many <laughs> tools like now with you know chat GPT and things like that that yeah. are changing the landscape a little bit. There's definitely a mm-hmm. lot going on there. But really storytelling and communication is something that's pretty fascinating. And I love that. And I, I want to come back to, to something that you just mentioned too, about being, making sure that you're communicating a way they understand. So communicating to be understood, but also communicating to ensure they understand. What do you see are some of those uh, challenges or ways maybe even that we as leaders can work towards making sure they're understanding what we're trying to communicate? What do you I think a big part, a big part of that is really starting with focusing in on your audience. You, yeah. you want to, you talked a little bit about, you know, something important to you is really this, this active listening and making sure that you're listening to people. So think about your audience. And mm-hmm. if you work for a large organization, you're going to have multiple audiences, right? You can't just say, okay, yes. the audience is the employees of the organization. You might have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 layers of people within the organization, you have multiple divisions, finance, mm-hmm. research and development, sales, marketing, whatever. Those audiences are all going to be a little bit nuanced. So you want to start to think about the audience. How will they receive the message? What are some potential objections they may have to it? How is it going to impact them? So think through those things as you are ultimately crafting your message. That's mm-hmm. definitely one component to it where if you want the message to be understood, think about the audience. 
Then the second part is really to get people to buy into it. I think that's where stories can come into play, can help to bring Mm -hmm. a message to life a little bit and make it a lot more relatable. I love the idea of storytelling. I think you're right. Like it's about being relatable to your audience and knowing your audience can be, you know, difficult if you're, you know, a trainer and you're just going into a company that you don't really know and you have to try to learn that as you go. But knowing your audience is very important. And I love that you brought up different divisions, different departments, layers. I mean, a lot of companies are global and they're dealing with even language barriers, Mm -hmm. things like that. Do you find that in the education and training sector that you have some of these key obstacles that, you know, your trainers need to overcome? Absolutely. When we go into one of our client sites, whether it's in person or virtually, we ask a lot of questions before we even get there. Awesome. We want to know why are they doing this training? Why now? Mm-hmm. What are they hoping to see happen? What behaviors are going to change because of this training? So we're going to get that baseline of, of the why. Mm-hmm. Then we'll start to understand the who. Right? Who are the folks? Are they just in the United States? Are they people from all over the world that are going to be in this? Because as you mentioned, part of that is you need to take in certain considerations because of cultural differences and communications mm-hmm. across cultures, whether it just simply be language barriers where maybe English isn't the first language for some of the participants, but also understanding that certain gestures mean different things yes. in different languages. So instructors need to be aware of that. So really, it, it just goes back to understand the audience, figure out why we're doing this, who's going to be involved. And then ultimately, the what is, you know, we start, we land on what this training is going to be about because of the specific needs mm-hmm. they have. And I love that you bring up why or purpose behind you know, like, why are they doing the training? Because that is a key component to communication as well. Because if if they don't know the why, and you don't know the why, then it becomes a very dry type of training that no one's engaged in. So I, I really, really like that you brought up that whole purpose and, and the why. The why is so important and something that I always tell people they need to talk about. So in your industry specifically, um, with education and training, do you feel that there's any main obstacles that leaders in general face? Within the education and training space, if I have to think about leaders, say, within the space, I don't know that it varies dramatically versus any mm-hmm. other industry. I, you know, we're going through a lot of change you know, over the past several mm-hmm. years, just like most organizations have experienced yes. a lot of change. So I would say in general, one of the things, and you know, from, from our experience as an organization over the past several years is adaptability. You know, as yes, a leader, absolutely. Being, being flexible and being able to adapt with the times. You know, for us, it was going from a lot of in-person training to almost you know, really exclusively yeah. virtual training. And now the pendulum is swinging back. So mm-hmm. for us being flexible with knowing that our audience is changing, how they learn is changing. And so from a leadership perspective within that organization, really stepping back and sometimes not making knee-jerk reactions. And I will say in the training space, a, a common thing that happens is, okay, we have this, this in-person training that's great, but we're just going to do it on Zoom and it'll be just as great. <laughs> not so much. That way. 
Yeah. You know, people learn a lot differently when they're in person with somebody versus when they're in front of their computer. You have to deal with a lot more distractions, Mm -hmm. deal with fatigue and emails popping up, people coming to the door. So a little bit different. So it is, it's being flexible and then starting to take a thoughtful approach with how you do things. And I find that's interesting because we all did have to go from in person, at least up here in Canada to remote for a little while. And you're right, things are starting to either go hybrid or kind of back the other way where they used to be. What we found with remote was that it was harder to get everybody's attention when they're online, because you're right, like they've got things dinging at them. They've got Mm -hmm. double screens and they could just start looking at the other one. Based on your experiences and maybe some knowledge of some of your trainers, how, how when they do remote training, can they keep that attention span with those trainees that they have? A few things come to mind. You know, first mm-hmm. is setting people up for success before the class even starts. Mm-hmm. So one, not only just all those questions that we ask so that the trainer knows a lot about the audience going in, mm-hmm. you know, what we find out things like, is this a mandatory class? Is this something people volunteered for? Is it a closed group? So so we start to understand those nuances, but then also with the pre-work, we make sure they come to class with the things that they need to be successful for the class, doing technology tests, all those different types of things so that the training gets off on the right foot. Because if you start a training, especially a virtual training, and you're fumbling around with webcams and microphones for the first 30 minutes, people are going to check out. So that's Mm -hmm. one thing. Then the other thing is we just had to really look at the structure of our classes, knowing that the attention span in a virtual world is going to be a little bit different than in person. So ensuring there's more activities, being very, very thoughtful with how we incorporate breaks throughout the day. So people have time to just recharge, refuel, and if need be, get caught up or deal with some of those distractions that were coming up. And then the other part is just the the pacing and the structure, right? A lot more interaction is happening yes. in the those virtual environments with the chats and the polls, things like that. Yeah, I agree with the interaction piece. I think, you know, when we do our training, it's a lot more engaging on the remote side. You know, when people are kind of in a, a big room, they can hide in the back, you know, if they don't want to be to be seen or heard. But when it's about engagement, maybe doing breakout rooms if you're on Zoom or just asking all those questions or having them do those exercises as you're talking about, I think is is an awesome way as well to help with those remote training, especially in large corporate global companies where a lot of it is remote meetings or remote training. So all great tips. Thank you so much for sharing those. When you, when you think about leading effectively with your teams and even maybe in your past or from people that you've, you know, helped out, what do you think some of the key ways that leaders need to do now in our ever changing world? I mean, you talked about AI and all these other types of things. How can we lead more effectively? in these changing worlds? I think the best way to lead effectively, especially in a changing world, is understanding that everyone's going to have a different approach and different motivators, right? So if I think of from Mm -hmm. a pure leadership perspective and the people on my team is knowing each one of them are really motivated and driven by different things and they're at different phases of their careers. 
Yeah. For some people, it's it's ultimately they want to grow and get into a people leadership type of organization. Some people, it's really purely financial, right? What can we do to help yeah. them earn more? Others, it's stability, work-life balance. So I think as you work with that, just realizing that everyone on your team is going to have slightly different motivators. They're going to have multiples, right? For most people, money is important, right? They like to eat. They like mm-hmm. to have a roof <laughs> over their head. Yes. That might not be the primary thing now. At mm-hmm. one point in my career, money was absolutely the driver. At this point now with where I am, that's not the most important thing. It might, it might be top three, but it's not the most important thing. So it's understanding just really about your people, because as you mentioned, with changing times, you know, before, if you think about the careers, like, okay, I'm going to get here, I'm going to work here for 30 years, I'm going to climb yes. the corporate ladder, so to speak. That's a lot different today, especially if you're in a large organization. One of the guests on a, a recent podcast that I had referred to it as not the career ladder, but the career jungle gym, where they're just kind of jumping and that. swinging from yeah. rung to rung all over the place. So I've heard of the ladder. I had heard of the career lattice. I had never heard of the career jungle gym. Me either. I love Understanding. it. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. way people approach and think about their careers is a lot different than it was, you know, even five, 10 years ago. Uh, so I think being aware of that is really important. Yes. And don't we feel for those human resource people out there trying to do the hiring when, you know, that yes. person's not likely to stay for 30 years when you would love that, you know, I, I was in my company for 23 years. Um, before that, you know, obviously there was other companies, but uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that's, it's certainly fading away. It's about what do I want to do and how can I be happy? And, you know, not that I wasn't, I was, don't get me wrong on that. <laughs> but the newest generation, like you said, it, and I like the jungle gym. Um, because sometimes they're higher level and then they go down a little bit because they want to learn something new and then they go back up with it, you know, like the jungle gyms. Um, so I love, I love that. Whoever gave that to you, that is wonderful. (laughs) So if you had to leave our audience today with that one big key takeaway, what would it be? What would you come up with? If you really are wanting to move into a leadership position or you are currently in a leadership position and just want to continue to grow in that path, focus on your communication skills, whether it is how to succinctly write a message, how to incorporate stories into when you're delivering a key key presentation or a key message to your staff, how to be more direct, succinct, and honestly, just how to communicate clearly. Those are going to be important things that will help you grow because if you can focus on that audience, understand what's important to them, then you think about, okay, here's my my mission. Here's the vision for the organization or for my team or my department. If you're able to clearly communicate that out so that people not only understand it, but they get excited about it and buy into it, that will accelerate your success in your career. 100% agree. And it will help the business too. Yes. Awesome. So great conversation today. Let me ask you this. If people wanted to get a hold of you, learn more about you or your company, is there a way they can find you online? The best way would probably be LinkedIn. So you can find Scott D'Amico on LinkedIn. From there, you can link to the company pages, things like that. I post a lot of content out there. 
really around communication skills and tips and strategies for how to develop, whether it's from the podcast or some of the blogs we put out on a regular basis, there's a wealth of resources out there. That is awesome. And so everybody knows Scott's first name is S-C-O-T-T, last name D-apostrophe-A-M-I-C-O. Thank you so much for an awesome communicative conversation today. It was great to have you on the show. Tara, thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed it. And of course, thank you to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed the show today with Scott. If you are new to leadership or even to seasoned leader, who knows that support and developing your skills are the way to moving forward, or you want to join a leadership community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.